Hi, I'm Ashley Eckstein, founder of Her Universe and the voice of Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars, and you're listening to Stories of the Magic. Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more right here on Stories of the Magic. And now, here's your host, Randy Crane. Welcome to episode 137 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. If you're new to Stories of the Magic, we are a positive and story-filled Disney podcast offering stories from cast members, Imagineers, artists, actors, and more, including guests. Promoting a mutual love of Disney, celebrating and preserving the Disney magic and legacy, and inspiring people to live their dreams just as Walt Disney did. If that appeals to you or piques your curiosity, you're definitely in the right place and I'm glad you're here. At the end of the last episode, I told you the show was going on what I called an incomplete hiatus, and that there were a few guests I had been working on getting for a long time, and one reason I would come back with an episode during this time is if I got one of them. Well, I did. After a very long time of working on it, I am now thrilled to bring you my interview with Ahsoka Tano herself, Ashley Eckstein. I'll give you the full introduction in a little while, but in this episode, Ashley talks about why the character of Ahsoka is so important to her, how Ahsoka has become part of how she lives her daily life, the most recent Forces of Destiny episode she was in, why it was so fun to record, and the cool bit of information that was revealed in it, why she created her universe, her new book, It's Your Universe, what inspires her, her advice to you for following your dreams, and of course, shameless plug time. Now, a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend, and then it's time to turn the page and begin this story. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee, Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your Anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y Podcast.com. 
Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by JewelBeat.com And now, this week's interview on Stories of the Magic. Today on Stories of the Magic, I have the pleasure and honor for you of talking with someone I've been wanting to interview for a very long time, and I have no doubt she will be worth the wait. Ashley Eckstein may be best known for her role as Ahsoka Tano in Star Wars The Clone Wars, Rebels, and Forces of Destiny animated series, or as an actress outside of Star Wars, or as the founder and creator of the fangirl fashion company Her Universe, which has become a preferred partner for Disney and their Girl Power initiative, or as the author of the soon-to-be-released book It's Your Universe, You Have the Power to Make It Happen, or as... Okay, I'll stop now. I had the pleasure of meeting Ashley a couple of times in person, the first actually being at an appearance she made at Disneyland a few years ago. I chatted with her about Disney and Star Wars. My wife talked to her husband, David, about baseball, and then we all talked about sunscreen for a bit. Go figure. Anyway, Ashley was as kind, enthusiastic, and genuine as you'd hope she'd be, and more. I could keep going, but I think you'd much rather hear from her than me right now. So Ashley, welcome to Stories of the Magic. Oh, thank you so much, Randy. And and I really appreciate the incredibly kind introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very welcome. Now, there are so many places that we could start, but this time, I think we really just need to start with Ahsoka Tano. You've talked in other interviews about how you came to be Ahsoka, and I'll link to some of those. So what I want to ask to start is this. What makes Ahsoka so special to you? Ahsoka is so special to me because she's really just a part of me at this point. I um, have been doing the voice of Ahsoka ever since 2006. So uh, two years prior, before Clone Wars actually appeared in movie theaters in August of 2008, we actually recorded the entire first season of the Clone Wars um, before anyone ever knew about it. <laughs> so wow. um, I've, I've had the honor of being the voice of Ahsoka for everything. Anytime you've heard Ahsoka's voice, um, I guess I should say in English, anytime you've ever heard her voice, um, it's... It's it's been me. So I've I've done it for the Clone Wars, for Rebels, for Forces of Destiny, for the video games, for the audiobooks, for the toys, um, you know anything and everything. And um, I've just grown so close to her. And you know, to me, especially as a Star Wars fan, Ahsoka really was revolutionary. I mean, she was the first female Jedi that was a lead in the Star Wars universe, and that was huge. I mean, yeah. up until that point, you know, yes, there were female Jedi, but they weren't leads in Star Wars. And, you know, um, of course, I mean, I, I love um, Princess Leia and Padme. I mean, I, I just, those are two characters that have meant a lot to me. But up until Ahsoka, you know, when little girls would play Star Wars on the playground, um, you know, they didn't have a lightsaber in their hands. Um, and Ahsoka was the first time where, you know, girls in the playground could have a lightsaber and they could be a part of a part of the gang. And um, that was groundbreaking. It, it really was at the time. And, you know, now we live in a world where, you know, Ray is the lead of the new Star Wars franchise. And, you know, the Wonder Woman movie is one of the top, you know, grossing superhero films of all time. But back in 2008, that wasn't the case you know, th this genre was for the men and the boys or so, you know, society said that was a stereotype. And so for 
Anakin Skywalker to have a Padawan, which nobody knew about. And then for that Padawan to be a 14 year old girl, it was just mind blowing. And so um, I, you know, as a fan, I'm grateful for Ahsoka. And then as the voice of Ahsoka, I just, I care about her so much. She's like a part of my soul at this point. I can only imagine. I, I remember hearing an interview once with Johnny Depp, and he said that he had played Jack Sparrow for so long that he would just be going about his day, and suddenly Jack Sparrow would just kind of come out. Does that happen to you with Ahsoka? You're just going about your day, and suddenly you're Ahsoka? Like, suddenly she's... <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, definitely. I, I think the thing with, with me and Ahsoka is, is, luckily, I use my own voice as Ahsoka, so... Oftentimes, <laughs> I sound like Ahsoka just in my, you know, with, with how I talk. Um, but with me, all the time, and, and I know this may sound cheesy or silly, but it's true. I oftentimes think, what would Ahsoka do? Because I feel like Ahsoka represents all things good and, um, and you know, very much represents the light side of the Force in many ways. And so I feel like Ahsoka always always wants to do the right thing and make the right choice. And so oftentimes when I'm I'm just facing daily decisions and sometimes hard decisions, I do think what would Ahsoka do? And I strive to be like Ahsoka. I strive to be more like her. So um I think that's how I kind of fall into Ahsoka on an everyday basis is because I I want to be like her. Oh, that's great. I love that. That's so neat to hear. We actually just watched the new Forces of Destiny that came out today. Uh, watched it a couple of times. In fact, that was what got my daughter up from her her nap time. So, do you want to go watch Aww. the new Forces of Destiny? And she was out of bed. <laughs> oh, how cute! <laughs> and we started. We ended up watching all eight that came out today. But we started with wow. the one with Ahsoka and Anakin and Padme. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was one of my favorite episodes that I recorded um, because Dave Filoni actually surprised us. Um, normally with Forces of Destiny, um, we record by ourselves in the recording studio, um, mm -hmm. which is unlike an episode of Clone Wars or Rebels. Um, for Clone Wars or Rebels, we would always record as a cast. But for Forces of Destiny, it was oftentimes so hard to coordinate everyone's schedules. And there's so few lines that it just became easier to have everyone record separately. So um, Dave decided to surprise us one day, and um, he didn't tell us that he um, he was able to coordinate all of our schedules. And I showed up, and Matt Lanter and Kat Tabor were there in person, and we all recorded together. And it was just like old times. I mean, we were practically giddy with excitement that we were all working together because we truly are all like family. And in that episode in particular, it's so funny because, you know, Forces of Destiny is definitely, um, I, I feel like for this for the new generation of Star Wars fans to introduce them to Star Wars and something that you can watch, like you said, with your daughter or with, with the family. But that that episode is, is interesting. It actually gives away a pretty big piece of information that Ahsoka, you know, she did kind of know that something was going on between Anakin and Padme. So I'm like, wait a minute, I think fans are going to want to watch this episode because it's not, you know, it's not just for the kids. That leaves like a big piece of information because um, everyone always wondered, did Ahsoka know? Yeah, I noticed that myself and it was easy to notice because my daughter wanted to see that episode four times. So I had plenty <laughs> of chances to notice that and you're right. 
that stood out to me. Now, I'd like to keep talking about Ahsoka and Forces of Destiny, but that's only a part of what you do and who you are. And I think out of the work that you were doing as Ahsoka, that is seems like kind of where the Her Universe fashion line came from, which is now the Our Universe fashion line as well. There's that portion as well. And then I just saw on your website today that the His Universe portion is coming, uh, or the His Universe portion of Our Universe is coming uh, spring of 2018. So sometime in the next couple months or so, which I'm very excited about. I know that a lot of women wanted geek girl fashion, and it just simply didn't exist until Her Universe. But it was different for you. You didn't just want it to happen. You went from wanting it to happen to make it, making it happen. Uh, why was it so important to you to do that? You know, it was so important to me to um, start her universe. You know, it started out as, honestly, it started out as just a selfish need. I wanted merchandise made for me. And as a fan, um, as a fangirl myself, I went shopping and ended up empty handed. And so, um, you know, I was frustrated. I'm like, wait a minute, why, why do I have to settle for a men's t-shirt? Why can't I have something made for me? And so when I started doing my research, I, I, I found out not only was, you know, the fangirl market a massively underserved market because half of all sci-fi fantasy and, you know, pop culture fans are women, but I found out that women and girls were being bullied and being bullied terribly. Um, you know, back when I started Her Universe, uh, that was when message boards were really big. And um, women were were pretending to be men on the message boards just so they could have a conversation about Star Wars. Oftentimes when, you know, people found out that they were talking to a woman about Star Wars, they would end the conversation. Um, or, you know, girls, when they would, you know, carry a Star Wars backpack or a water bottle to school, they were made fun of for um, liking Star Wars. And, you know, they were told, you know, that Star Wars was for boys. And so, you know, I honestly, I, I went back to what would Ahsoka do? <laughs> I really did. I thought, you know, this is, this is no way for us fangirls to live. Like, it, it, you know, as, as, you know, as, as we all know, being a fan of Star Wars or being a fan of Disney, it's a part of who you are. Like it's, it's a part of your identity. So to hide part of your identity is, is hurtful. I mean, when you're not allowed to be, you know, to truly be who you are. And so um, I, I did, I took a step back and I thought, you know, somebody has to stand up for female fans. And um, I had my foot in the door at Lucasfilm. You know, I had no idea what it entailed to start a fashion brand. No clue at all. But I, I really did think, I thought, what would Ahsoka do? And I thought Ahsoka would stand up for female fans. And if that's what she would do, then I'm going to do that too. And so that's how it started. I, I was very naive <laughs> to think <laughs> that I could just suddenly start a fashion brand. Um, but, you know, kind of one step at a time and I got deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And I kept on learning more and more and more. And one thing led to another. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful for it. But, um, but yeah, it really just started from the fans and, and wanting to give the fans a, um, a safe place to be themselves and also um, prove that Star Wars and this world that we all love is for everyone. Yeah, it sure is. I'm surprised by how much my daughter is into it. In fact, today, 
she and my wife had some errands to run and then we went to lunch and she went in her Ray costume that she got for Christmas. Oh, I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah. And she didn't think anything about it. Of course, I'm going to dress up as Ray just as much as she would Cinderella or Ariel or whomever today Mm -hmm. was Ray. But I've got to ask, do you have any plans for a line of toddler clothing as part of this? I know that our universe has some for kids, but I haven't seen any that she can wear quite yet. I'm a little too anxious for her to grow into them. So hoping something's coming out that she can wear sooner. Yeah. Um, well, I will say it's not currently in the plans. I'm I'm excited to be working with the Disney store on the new Our Universe line for kids. The the product line that we make is according to, you know, the kid sizing that's in their store. So, um, you know, currently we're not making toddler clothes, but never say never. My uh, sister company, uh, Box Lunch, um, they offer some really great toddler designs in their stores. So if you're looking for toddler designs for, uh, you know, anything pop culture, definitely check out Box Lunch. Okay, I will. And I'll be sure to put a link in the show notes for that too, so that listeners can check it out as well. Awesome. Third and final topic for this time, hopefully we can do this again. I want to talk about your upcoming book, It's Your Universe. Uh, What's it about? It's Your Universe is, uh, it's an advice and inspirational book. It's called It's Your Universe, You Have the Power to Make It Happen. It's my story of kind of growing up in Orlando, Florida, growing up Disney, um, moving to LA, becoming an actress, becoming the voice of a Star Wars character, and then starting her universe. But it's really a guidebook on how to make your dreams come true um, and how to dream it and do it. So I, I tell my story, but I use my story as examples and give, you know, a break. I, I break making your dreams come true down into steps. So it's definitely an interactive book. I, you know, I, I encourage fans to treat it like a journal. And all throughout the book, there's, you know, prompts to, um, to answer questions and kind of write down their own dreams and, and, and write down steps. And so by the end of the book, you should have a very clear plan on, on how to dream it and do it. And, and it's also chock full of examples and, and lessons taught to us by the Disney characters. So, you know, because the Disney princesses and Star Wars and, and some of the Pixar characters, they've had a huge influence on my life. And so I, I use those examples um, and, and quotes and stories all throughout the book as, as examples of, of what they taught us. And so um, definitely, I, um, I, I hope readers like it, especially if you're a Disney fan. Um, I think uh, you'll resonate with a lot of it. It's also for all ages. I mean, you know, you you may read somewhere that it's more for tweens and teens, but if you're a Disney fan, I think the lessons and the message messages, you know, kind of taught to us by Walt Disney and the world of Disney are timeless. And so I think and I hope that fans of all ages um, can resonate with with the book uh, or the book will resonate with them because you're never too old to keep wishing and dreaming. So I hope everyone likes it. It comes out on May 8th. You can pre-order it now. I'm also going to be going on a very long book tour. So from uh, the beginning of May all the way until mid-June, I'm going to be going all over the country <laughs> for wow. signing. So I, I hope to, I hope to meet, um, meet everyone in the various cities. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I think I know what's going on my Father's Day list because that sounds great. I'm really looking forward to reading that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I, it, I have to tell you, it, it was such just an incredible honor um, to, to do this book with Disney. I, uh, I 
got to help them um, promote the Ahsoka book. And I also did the audio book for Ahsoka. And after going on that book tour with E.K. Johnston, I was sitting down with the Disney book group and they were just asking, you know, what else we could do together. You know, somebody asked me if I would tell my story and, and write a book about my story. And I said, well, you know, I feel like I haven't lived enough of a life to write a memoir, <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I would tell my story if I could pay it forward and, and give back to others what Disney has given to me because Disney taught me to make my dreams come true. And I hope I can help spread that message to a new generation of dreamers. Well, that is certainly a noble and worthwhile goal and a great way to tell your story, to tell it framed with these others with that larger purpose. So I'm really glad that they talked to you about that, and I'm glad that you've done it. I know writing a book is not easy. Uh, I've done, written a couple of them. It's oh. not an easy process, but I'm glad that you persevered Thank and you. that you, you did it. Thank you. I have to say I had to listen to my own advice because writing a book is something that I said I would never do, <laughs> only because I didn't think I could. Um, whenever I sat down to write something, I I never wrote more than an essay. Um, I just hit writer's block and I, I could never, you know, write more than a couple of pages. And so when I signed up for the book, they said, don't worry, you know, we'll, we'll give you a writer that, you know, you can work with. And so they teamed me up with Stacey Kravitz and she's an incredible writer. She's written several books before. And um, we worked together for a couple months and she gave me what I realized was the part that was holding me back. And that was the structure of the book. Um, after hearing me talk, she said, well, she goes, Ashley, she said, naturally, you've broken the steps of making your dreams come true. Like you, you've actually broken them down into steps. Listening to you talk, she said, here's your chapters right here. And that was the part I realized I couldn't do. And then once she helped give me structure, then I quickly realized that the only way to actually tell my story in my voice was to write it myself. And so, you know, Stacy helped me a little bit, but for the most part, I locked myself away in my apartment for like two weeks and wrote the entire book. <laughs> so, um, wow. <laughs> it was definitely something. Yeah. I was like, you know, it was very inspiring because I have to say I was, I had to listen to my own advice because it was something I said I would never do. And then lo and behold, I found myself doing it. And so it was just like, okay, we, we really can do anything we put our minds to. It's possible. <laughs> and I also should say that with the help of eating lots of Oreos, um, that helped too uh, get me through it. But <laughs> that's important. <laughs> yes, yes. But, um, but no, it was an incredible journey and, and one I'm so grateful that um, Disney gave me the opportunity to do. Wonderful. Now, I know we're bumping up oh, against... thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I know we're bumping up against the clock here, so I have two kind of wrap-up questions. So let me give you your choice between these two questions. Uh, would you prefer to answer what inspires you or advice to someone for living a dream that they've forgotten? I will say, you know what? I can answer both really quickly. I would say what inspires me are the fans. My goal for... 2018 and beyond is I want to help other people make their dreams come true. And that inspires me. So when I see someone with a dream and when I see someone with the belief that their dreams can come true and I hear their stories and I hear them 
even just start out with the idea, it inspires me and it makes me want to help or even work that much harder to to just show that that anything is possible. So um, I would say the fans and, and other people inspire me. And then, you know, my advice for someone that, you know, is looking to make a dream come true that's long forgotten, I, w- I would say that it's never too late. We should always, no matter what age we are, there, there's no age limit to wishing. There's no age limit to dreaming. And your story begins where you choose to tell it. So, you know, we live in a society where, you know, we constantly compare ourselves to each other, especially with social media. You're always looking at somebody else's post about their dream and and how great they're doing. And it's so easy to compare yourself and say, oh, well, you know, they're already doing it. It's, It's too late for me. It's never too late. You are the author to your own story. Your story begins where you choose to tell it. There's no age to that. It's never too late. Just start at chapter one and write it from there. That would be my advice. It's never too late. Thank you. That's great advice. And I think Ahsoka would be proud. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So as we wrap up here, the very last thing here is what we call shameless plug time. This is your spot to put all of your things that you want to promote in one spot, social media, your book, your universe, go for it. Well, you can find me uh, on social media, on Instagram at Her Universe, on Twitter at Her Universe, on Facebook, um, the Her Universe official fan page. Uh, you can also find us on our website at HerUniverse.com. And um, you can pre-order my book. Um, it's your universe. You have the power to make it happen. You can pre-order it at Disney Books or on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And also check out, we have several great collections that are currently at the Disney Store. We have the Our Universe line for kids. We have our dress shop line at the dress shop at Disney World or Disneyland or on Shop Disney. We have a Her Universe shop on Shop Disney. Um, Or also check us out at Hot Topic, um, at Box Lunch, or at Torrid. Um, We have several uh, collections that are in stores now. Wonderful and well done. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank (laughs) Thank you so much for taking your time this evening to do this interview. I'm really glad we got to do that and I'm looking forward to sharing it. I look forward to our paths crossing again soon. That brings us to the end of this show. A very special thank you to Ashley Eckstein for being my guest and to you for listening. We now return Stories of the Magic to our incomplete hiatus. New episodes whenever I can. In the meantime, if you're currently doing something because of your love for Disney, you've written a book, created a website, you're blogging, writing, or performing music, art, whatever it may be, and you want to tell people about it and why it matters to you, I still want to hear from you. I also want to talk to and hear from people who've worked for Disney. And if you're a Disney guest of any Disney experience, and you've had an encounter or an interaction with a cast member that made some extra Disney magic, or if you've had any special Disney experience that you want to share, or give a compliment or thank you for anything Disney has done, I'd love to hear from you, too. For any of these, email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY and tell me about your experience. As I get stories from you, I can release one-off episodes with them here and there. And if you want to be a guest and we can make it work out, I'll be happy to interview you, as long as you're okay with the slight decrease in production quality from the interview editing. 
Also, I do want to thank the two people who have emailed me just since the show went on the incomplete hiatus. I appreciate hearing from you. I appreciate your kind words, and I'm so glad to know that you're listening. Subscribe to Stories of the Magic in Apple Podcasts, the Xbox Music Store, on the website, Stitcher Smart Radio, or through Google Play Music. That one's a little harder to get to, so I made a link for you. Storiesofthemagic.com slash Google will take you there. If you like the show, please rate and review it in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else you listen to the show and can rate it. It still really helps. No matter how long it is between new episodes, the current ones are going to stay available, and rating the show helps people find the older content, too. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, visit storiesofthemagic.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this or any episode. While you're there, check out the show notes for useful links from each episode, like the ones we talked about in this one. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash storiesofthemagic. Follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash storiesofmagic and tweet out that you're listening or pin it on Pinterest. Tell your friends about the show. Keep letting others know that you're listening so they can join in the magic too. We've had several new likes on Facebook recently, so thank you and welcome to all of you who found us. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories, but this tale is finished. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line, 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website, storiesofthemagic.com for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world.